welcome to the New York Pain Juice Podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside Marco Ostrogi. We're recording right after the New Winnipeg Jets game. A lot to digest in this one, including game recaps of the last couple of games, Shesty for Heart, and a bunch more. But first, a quick word from our show sponsor, and then we'll get right to it. And now a quick word from our show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines for the 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BETUS.com with promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BETUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. And we are back right after the Winnipeg Jets game. Shragi, uh, what do you make of this? You know, I... I... <laughs> I actually, a lot of, you know, I had a wedding tonight and whenever you have these type of situations and you have a Ranger game that night, I, I, you know, have a hard time, you know, I got to go. It's like my best friend's wedding, but uh, the, the, the entire time I had someone updating me, I'm watching as soon as, as much as I can, as, you know, as much as I could of the game. And you know what? <laughs> One of the best starts the Rangers have had this year. Oh, they played. I, it was weird because I thought the 5v5 was going to be terrible. People were telling me Winnipeg's uh, defense was terrible. And I'm like, who, it, does, it doesn't count for the Rangers. Like, because people were either saying whether a team's, you know, on a back-to-back and they're tight, so the Rangers got to take advantage, or the defense is terrible, so the Rangers got to take advantage, or the goalie's terrible, so the Rangers got to take advantage. That, Rangers do not work with that logic. Okay, they're in their own realm. But for some reason, some way, you know, the Rangers, I mean, look, they had 46, I think 46 shots on net, uh, against. Yeah, the Jets had 46. Right. I, I feel like that doesn't show the real perspective of the game because I feel like the Rangers actually did play really well 5v5. I know that's kind of weird for saying because, I mean, well, well, did we even hit? We didn't even hit 30 shots on net tonight. And, no, no. And the Rangers and the Winnipeg Jets got 46. So well, more than that, they didn't even reach really 25 shots. They, they had 22 shots right. on goal. And- I don't know. It just felt weird because I'm like, I'm watching the game and I'm like, I see the shots are this, but I'm like, you know, the Rangers are playing solid 5v5. I, I didn't, I didn't think that really brought the true perspective of the game. I'm not saying Igor Shesterkin didn't stand on his head, which he did, but I'm saying is it, it did look promising the 5v5. I mean, obviously there's got to be a little well, what, bit more What did you see that. different? I mean, like what specific? I just saw more time in the zone. I saw a lot more pressure. The defense was really involved in the offensive zone. Uh, they, the Rangers have been terrible 5v5 where we're staying in the zone, putting pressure on. It's usually one quality chance and somehow they score, but they don't really put in the pressure consistently. They, they right, were right. tiring out. They were tiring out the Winnipeg Jets defense a lot of the time. There were sometimes when they were in the zone for a minute and a half, two minutes, and the Winnipeg Jets defense was just totally, you know, they, they were wiped. Right. And, like, and you know, and you know they have a physical, they have a physical team. So on the offensive side, if you apply that, I don't know. Just the Rangers looked hungry. The Rangers looked hungry. Yeah, and yeah. it was very, it, it was nice to see because we don't see a lot of that this year where the Rangers are putting a lot of pressure in the offensive zone. I mean, they don't do a lot of that. I'd be interested to see is like how much time in the offensive zone compared to other games. I, I, I'm willing to bet this is one of the top games of the year where they're in the offensive zone. And I know that sounds crazy because they right. only had, what, 22? And, and not only that, thoughts, but, I think, you know, they did. Yeah. And I think if listeners would, and listeners who who, who list, have listened to this podcast from the beginning have heard me say this time and time again, that 
at the, I think at the beginning of the year, we brought on, um, uh, I forgot who we, who we were with, and I was discussing how, where can I find a stat of time of the Rangers in the offense? Oh, they zone. had that. They had that plenty of places. That That's a common stat. No, I know that, but I was, I remember I want like the exact percentage. I couldn't find it. Anyways, I, I, uh, I kept Whatever it is, I'm sure it was really good tonight. It was, it was actually really though, bad for, for a while. You know what I mean? The Rangers kept being in their own zone for too long. And when you're that game. long in your own zone, no, I'm saying in general. And now, yeah. oh, yeah, game, that was, that's every, that's the whole, the story of the season is they're in their defensive zone too long. Shesterkin stands on the head and then players come up clutch. That's been the story. And that's the one quality we say, you know, is it going to be, you know, a problem in the playoffs or the attitude of something finding ways to win? comes in handy in the playoffs which that's the one number one thing you need in the playoffs but still the these things gotta shape up before we get there oh absolutely and and that and that goal two minutes in are you kidding me that's exactly what that's terrific i just i find that like trubo whenever he plays his old team the winnipeg jets i (laughs) i think it's for we played i remember the winnipeg jets uh home opening night the summer where we traded for truba truba got i think a goal and two assists that night I, I mean, Drew was always good up against his whole team. I, I mean, it's kind of fair because every ex-Ranger scores a goal on us. But, man, I mean, they looked really – they look they looked good tonight. I know it sounds strange to hear because, like, you know, you look at the stats and it's only 22 shots against 46. But it, it just seemed like they were much better. Well, this is exactly how the Rangers really live because they like to I, – I know they get a lot of shots off – but I also feel like you have to, I don't know, you have to realize you don't know exactly the quality of shots. Are they right, just, exactly. you know, the Rangers are not exactly a team that are just letting you take any shots because they do have, they are very good on block shots. They're active with the stick. Many times they're just putting it on net because it's also how you play. Many times the other team is also having a hard time scoring on offense. So what they keep doing is shooting and shooting and shooting the percentage of shots the percentage of chances are not really there. You're just shooting away. Right. Exactly. I I would be, I wouldn't be shocked that the Rangers quality shots would be in the top 10 because that's the only way to possibly I could think of the reason why they just somehow win, even though they only take 20 shots a game, those shots are quality. While another team like Winnipeg, maybe 15 are quality and the rest are just thrown on net and 99.9% of the time, Shesterkin's going to stop him. Now I'm not saying with that. I'm saying like, I mean, if Georgia was in the net tonight, I still could see the Rangers winning this. And I know that sounds nuts, especially with the Rangers. Really? I don't know. I, after I, I after mean, that bad game against the Canucks. No, no. Well, I'm talking about, uh, what's it called right now? I'm, I'm talking about, uh, Versus Winnipeg right now, but I'm saying is that right. No, I, came know, out with I don't think saves. against Winnipeg he'd be able to win. I don't think Georgiev against Winnipeg is is legit saying to say Georgiev. I feel like they would have. Obviously, I don't know. I feel like it would have gone to overtime. Rangers would have won or something like that. But I, the Rangers played pretty solid tonight. And while it was 46 shots against, um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of them weren't just quality shots. It's just they're definitely stole a few goals from Winnipeg. There's no doubt about it. it just right, seems right. that maybe Rangers could even have squeaked a red with Georgiev. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I just I honestly think it was a good it was it's weird because it's weird to celebrate a game, a win when you, you know, you were doubled in shots. Well, against. you know but what? I'm let's not let's again, good. let's not look at just the shots. I mean, they were they were right. I, percentage, they were also dominated and they had more giveaways and they were out hit. And, you know, they, I'm just saying they they I they had, Steve Alcat brings up this like, uh, you know, um, Deserved goals and all that he right, posted right. every morning. I'm interested to see it tomorrow because 
even though it was 46 shots, I'd be interested to see how many of them were actually quality. No, believe me, it's just Durkin. Oh, uh, no, this was from last game. But oh. yeah, he usually posts them the day after or the morning after. Well, but... Maybe he'll do it morning. We'll catch it. I don't know. All right. Morning, I'll, I'll probably retweet it. But basically, but yeah, no, it just it feels weird to celebrate a win like that. But, you know, and, and you gave up six penalties and you had six penalties. Penalty oh, the, 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 the second period that that last time was ridiculous. you still got up two. You had two penalties against. That is that's not great. You got to. The Rangers are starting the habit of taking too many penalties on top of already taking too many penalties. That's got to stop. That's going to bite you real hard in the playoffs. That that's right. going to really screw you up. And my my friend, the only reason me. why it hasn't is because we have an elite goalie and we have an elite penalty kill. And right. And 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 how do you call it? And my friend texts me, um, uh, "Yo, what's with what's with this? You know, another another penalty. Come on, what are they doing?" And I'm like, "Okay, look, I'm not I'm not happy about that. At least we have a good penalty kill. I'm not so right. Worried, if we didn't know? have a good penalty kill, man." We, I don't know. We, but this is, but this is know. where you get into the question of when you're going to play a team, not the Jets. You're going to play a team like the Penguins. You're going to play a team. Oh, like they're the going to take advantage of that every they're single gonna time. They're going to take advantage of that. They're not going I mean, one we, for six. They're going to go ahead three for six. Well, we lost one nothing to them, and the, that one goal was on the power play. Even though it wasn't really, exactly. it shouldn't have been a penalty. It shouldn't have been but, really a penalty. I mean, right. It was, and you know what? That hasn't been a problem the whole year. And if this is going to be a problem. And 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 this is a problem I think is worse than not having a good five on five, because if you're every single time giving up these penalties like this, you're going to the whole time. Not oh, just having you. the pressure it's on your defense. You. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna, and then what are you doing? You're taking I understand like like Shesterkin's amazing, but that's not how you're winning a cup. OK, the Rangers have been so trying to do that for now, years. The thing is now is like I think a lot, meaning slowly but surely over the past couple of months in the beginning, people who said. Let's go all in. Majority of people said no way. Then slowly but surely, people got on that train because people are realizing now we got a Nor we got a Norris winner, we got a Vesna and potential Hart winner. We'll speak about that later. We got one of the best wingers in the league. We got a guy who's top five, top four in goal scoring, and we, you know we got an elite sniper center. We got a number one overall pick that's starting to pick up, and number two overall pick that when he's on a line with Panarin and Strom is doing great. And people are saying now with 35 mil, you know, maybe we should take a run at this. And personally, I am in the group where I believe we should take a run at this. Although do not trade top prospects for our pure rental. I think they should go like, um, if Pavelski is available, I wouldn't have a problem like, you know, trading a few quality prospects. But right, right. I mean, but, I mean I, you I'm not, listen, you I have no interest. Week. You I didn't no, mention this week sorry? about, yeah, I'm saying you didn't mention this week. Uh, about Hurdle not being signed yet. And I did mention to you that, you know, the, the Sharks probably trying to check what their people are willing to give up for well, him. Well, I mean, because everyone assumed by now Hurdle would be signed. After Kane left, everyone's like, all right, uh, Sharks are going to re-sign Hurdle. And there were talks. There were talks about the Sharks. Are right, but I think they're looking, they're looking for, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, when you have a player like Hurdle, who you know teams are looking at and going, okay, yo, this is this is legit someone to complete our team. I mean, it's and a pure rental, right? It's a pure rental, I, though. Exactly. So they want to take advantage of, oh, maybe we could just grab back some, like cheat some team who's really trying to make the run for it. Oh, meaning, they're, they're, if they you know, if they trade in, they're going to get quality assets for him. That's no art. That's not an argument. But I'm saying is that a lot. Everyone assumed, like people who I've spoken to, who are know you know around the league, all the backs um, uh, behind the current things. Everyone was for certain that he was resigning. 
And somehow, right, some right. Yeah, you I, even t- you, I think we took him off our list at, at, at a certain point. Oh, yeah. Immediately, options. I took him off my list. Right. I mean, it was a dream. And it's not And, and Pavelski happen. as well, by the way. Well, Pavelski, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. I'm still not that that, that dream's not dead yet. Right. But and and I and I mean, these type of games, but you know, what? this Jets game really does show you that, especially when you saw that Kreider, when he got that goal, because he, he sped ahead of the other guy, uh, I forgot who it was. Um, and he got that goal, which was, by the way, a gorgeous goal. Um, and for all the Rangers fans and all New York fans that are sitting there and crying, Kreider's on a, you know, that's it, you know, Kreider's nice streak. And all the people who tell me Kreider's not a hockey player, look at that play and tell me he's not a good hockey player, okay? And uh, well, No one and says he, that besides Well, there are plays, there's a lot of people out there who are Kreider deniers, okay? There's no, Kreider deniers. Only Montreal, really, only Montreal. Well, a, a lot of hockey guys go, well, Kreider does most of his goals on deflections. And I say, well, if you could stand in that's front a of the goal. Okay. Who cares? Exactly. If that's how you're scoring your goals, go ahead. Okay. He's putting up the amount of goals as Austin Matthews, as Dry Seidel, as Connor McDavid, or whoever you want to tell me. He's bringing up these goals. Don't tell me he's not a good hockey player. Okay. And, uh, and as well, he shows you that speed matters and bringing someone that could skate, that could skate up and down the ice would be fantastic in my mind. And again, that's why I keep saying Yanni Gord's a good option, but I don't think he's going to land. It's not going to happen for cap reasons, but yeah. But yeah. It would be a dream scenario for the third right. line. Um, also right. is that, I, I I mean, listen, Kreider, I mean, Kreider had an amazing game today. One, one of them was was on 5v5 and the other one was a power play goal. It's just, I don't, it, Kreider has been amazing. I Do you think he, I think the big question we got to ask, does he hit 50 this year? Ooh. I, you know what? I think no, and not because I don't think he doesn't score. I think that eventually, you know, you, you're seeing, noticing in these games how how it's really been. First of all, Lafreniere has stepped up, and I think he's going to take away some goals from 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 Kreider on that line. Uh, Zabanajad does his 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 streaks of scoring left and right. So I think he does. The majority the of Kreider's goals are on the power play, so it may not be a problem anyway. Right, but I mean, in general, I think I think honestly, that, personally, that, for me. Yeah, he? he's at 36 right now, right? right? He's at 36. I think he gets the 48. How many games do we got left? Uh, like, like I'm focusing on that. <laughs> I keep looking at, at the schedule of that week. I'm just looking at how many, what we yeah, got. How many games do we got left? Let's see. Um, I think I know there's another, another, let's see, I'll count. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 26, about 20, 26 games. So 26 games. So he's got, I got 48, 14, I got 48 goals. He's got to score 14 and 26. Yeah. I mean, is it physically possible? Is he capable of doing it? Yes. But yeah. I mean, he's a hundred percent capable, but also you got to think that you got to scratch off four of those games because before playoffs, I know we don't remember this a lot because we haven't been in the playoffs in five years, but you usually rest your players before playoffs. I don't think the Rangers are going to be in a situation where I, they're going to I, I hate to break everyone's dreams and hopes here. <laughs> and believe me, I wish Kreider would get 50, but I, I don't know if he gets it. Unless like, you know, he could maybe get like a hat trick next game and then we have a different, you know, discussion. Oh, maybe he can because now, you know, he's knocked out three goals out of the 14. I, I think it's very possible for him, but it's just the odds don't seem like he will. I feel like, yeah, you get like 46 or something, which right. is, it's not terrible. I mean, this is a guy that never hit 30 and we always dreamed he hit 30. And he has a 46 goal, goal season. It's, it's terrific. I mean, we went from last year for me personally, I was rather, I'd rather Kreider 
Uh, actually, no, I, I did prefer True Web, but majority of people said, you know, in 2014, I'm sorry, 2024, when there are no trade clauses, you know, it become modified no trade clauses of Crider and Truba, which one would you pick to trade? And the majority of people said, I believe Crider. I could be wrong about wow. that. Wow. But I believe because, yeah, no, because you didn't hit 30. You know, Truba's still a stud on the back. No, like, yeah, he's still really good on the back end. You know, Crider's getting older. So people were like, okay, you got to get rid of Crider. But now, honestly, I, Truba's gone. I mean, Schneider is already his successor. He's playing terrific. And yeah, I think it's going to be the Truba that goes. You know, there's well, there's plenty that. there's plenty that happens between now and two three years. Right, I'm just saying right. theoretical from now. But yeah, Kreider's Cry- been terrific this season. He scored two goals tonight. Um, so Truba's goal actually it wasn't Truba's goal. That was it was a Banajet's goal in the end. That was a Banajet's goal at the end of the day. Yeah, it hit off wow. his ankle, I think. That was a great shot by Truba. Oh yeah, it, it, Truba again. Truba had a great game. He had two assists. He always plays great against Winnipeg. I, yeah, I think the argument has to be made that, you know what, forget 50 goals. Do you think Kreider, where do you think Kreider ends up in uh, with all the goal scorers? Do you think third, second, fourth? I, I think fourth or fifth. I think there's other players right now, like Austin Matthews, that are just Dry going side, off, especially because they have to carry their team, while Kreider, I don't think, has to carry this team um, in scoring. I, I'm more worried about players like Panarin, who have only 15 goals. Um, you know what well, I mean? Panarin, but, Panarin, I mean... Here's the thing. I'm going to say Panarin. I mean, I think we all know. You see, this is what elite players do. Even though they're not having the best season, they still somehow Panarin produces more than a point per game. That just shows you how great he is. And the fact that he has not been playing great 5v5 this season. Sure, he's, I think he's been playing better as of late. But it just shows you how great right. he is. That the fact that he's having an offseason and he's more than a point per game just shows you how great he is. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. And the fact that, you know, yeah, like... I wouldn't those pinpointed just to Panarin because the whole team in general has five v five. You know their woes. It's it's been not great this year. So I'm not going to just evaluate based on Panarin. I'm saying he's coming back to earth. I just think the team, like altogether, is just not doing great five v five. So I can't evaluate it just based on individual play. And and, yeah, and and that's really and that's really not you know something that we care about in the sense that we'd rather the chemistry. And someone like Panarin actually creates that, right? I, I mean, yeah. Listen, he had a he had a nice he had a nice game tonight. Even though I don't know, I don't think he got a point. I well, do you know? Do you know? Do you know what's his name? Um, uh, Drew Way always gives out a like a game score. Yeah, go game score. Right, and and Panarin actually was 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 third. Maybe he did uh, have an assist. I don't know. People are going to be screaming, you idiot. Do you even watch the game? But um, he had, according right to what I see here, according to what I see here, he had two assists. Okay. So I'm losing my mind. Apparently, I didn't even notice. So <laughs> that's how good he is. He gets two points, and I, I just shrugged You don't off. even know. <laughs> I, I just shrugged it off like it's nothing. Did you think Chesterkin was going to score on that shot at the end of the game? I didn't. Not because Pierre Luc Dubois, <laughs> who I will see in hell, um, blocked the shot. Oh I, 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 I thought it was going to run out of time before I made it in. That right. I don't know, man. I, I think the rule should be if a goalie's trying to go for the goal, no one could block the shot. I think that just should be a, an official rule. Right. Dubois, screw you, man. Um, no, but I feel like if Shesterkin scores a goal, like lock him up. If Shesterkin, you know? if Shesterkin, he will get a goal. There's yeah. no question about it. Yeah. But once he does, everyone's going to go. Down. Dude, Twitter is probably going to crash. No, he gets the heart. He already has more goals than yeah, he's, he's already goal. right. He's already getting the heart. The heart. <laughs> The thing is, I see so many like heart things. Actually, there's there was one, one of the major ones, which is Shesterkin should be for heart. But while we're talking about you know valuable players and all that, Shesterkin, 
absolutely deserves the heart. The heart isn't the most points. The heart isn't the most goals. Those are different. Those are different trophies. People get confused. They're not confused, but people try to associate that with the heart award. Shesterkin should 100% win this. There's no question about it. No one comes close as most valuable as Shesterkin to the Rangers. You're going to tell me Austin Matthews. Give me a break. They have Tavares. Not Tavares. They have Marner. They, Matthews isn't the only guy. You take out Matthews out of that team. You take out Shesterkin at this team. I guarantee you that diff- there, there's definitely more of a difference with Shesterkin and the Rangers. Without Shesterkin, they're what? A mid-team at best? Right, right. And and definitely, I, I will tell you something. This goes back to our age-old question of what is an MVP? Um, I hear this all the time. With the most valuable player in NBA is that you take them out of your lineup, you're screwed, and that's right, basically what you're starting Right. Is. I mean, according to the NHL, uh, I guess, books, it's a player judged most valuable to his team. And you could tell me, like... Um, it's just starting. Like, it's not uh, even close. It's not there, even close. There's no one even close that depends on them. And And, you know, I'll tell you something else. Um, whenever I look at an MVP, I say to myself, let me look at his stats. Does his stats appease me as someone that was there for his team? And I look at certain players and I'll say, look, this guy might have scored more points than this guy. This guy might have had more goals than this guy. Carey you know Price, Carey Price won the heart in 2015 with a 933 save percentage. You want to know right. how Shesterkin has right now? 940. It's not, it's not even close. He right. should win it hands down. It's not, it's not even close. There should be no argument against it. There's an, oh, maybe Matthews or maybe this guy. No, it's just Sturkin. It's not even close. There is no argument to be said that just Sturkin. There is play. more. You know what? I'll tell you, as of now, 100%. He, he's the front runner. There's no question about you know, it. It's just Sturkin. Hockey yeah. stat minor mentioned. It's just Sturkin would let up 14 out of 14 goals. In the ne- if Sturkin would have let up 14 sh- goals on the next 14 shots, he'd still lead. The league in a save percentage of nine three one. Wow, that is ridiculous. Is it because he faces so many shots that it's he, that? He well, it's like that, this? and he's just ridiculous. Well, when a person faces that many shots, can you tell me? Like, I'm just going to be devil's advocate for a moment here, okay? So I tell you, well, what are you talking about? Um, he 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 gets he faces that many shots. If my goalie faced that many shots and let in even those amount of goals, yeah, of course he'd look good. So what's your what would your rebuttal be back to that? Well, with the quality quantity, right? I tell you, I tell you, no, what my I, goalie, I, I, the, the, that many shots. Shesterkin steal um uh, leads the league in uh, stolen wins. I forget the exact number, but it's again, it's not even close. There's not just like oh, he does it. He only gets you know, just a crazy amount of shots, but they're not quality. Right. Show me the highlight reels of all his elite saves this year, and it, it's just. You know, you know how ESPN does like these top, like, you know, 10 saves of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets four, three or four of them. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and by the way, I, I'm not sure if people realize this because I, I don't think people look at the correct stats because people look at it and go, oh, he's got this and this average or this and this save percentage, this and this, you know, what do you whatever, say percentage? he's got 940. He's, I don't even think but look how much ahead of he, he is up against everyone else. Right. We're talking about great goalies. I'm, I, Hello, these guys, these goalies are legit good goalies for great teams. We're talking about that, mean, you know, that that that, right, that exactly. might be going ahead of them. And so, so speaking of which, like, I, I know we want to move it along to the Devils game, but before that, yeah, no, I, I everyone who thinks like 
Listen, Toronto fans, you know, will always say Matthews, even if he scores a goal a season, he'll they'll somehow make an excuse. And, this, still and they still heart. will lose in the first round. Don't exactly, worry. they're they're going to lose in the first round again. We're all going to laugh at them. That's that's what the NHL. That's what all teams thrive on: the Maple Leafs failures. It's just it's amazing. It's really terrific. But yeah, Matthews, everyone saying Matthews, Seattle Matthews, Kraken Matthews. should just move where they are. I think the Maple Leafs and Seattle Kraken should just switch where they live. <laughs> exactly, and then they'll win this year. Maybe. But I'm saying is, everyone's saying Matthews, Matthews. No, it's just Durkin all the way. It's not even close. As of right now, it's not even close. No. Carey Price won it with a save percentage temper, top, with a 933. So Sturkin has 940, and I don't even think that's updated from tonight, which I believe it's going up to um, 940 it's, something. I think, it's, I think it's updated to 942. 942? Okay, yeah. give me a break. He, if he still keeps on playing with this, he's getting the hard hands down. It's not even close. And if he doesn't, again, should, NHL has been known to you know be terrible at uh, terrible at voting. It's always, oh, the you know what? It's not, it's not just the NHL. Not just the NHL, really. In general, sports. The, I find the NBA. Yeah, I mean, listen. I don't generally follow all sports because you know one team gives me enough heartbreak. I don't, I don't need more. <laughs> it's but, enough pain from the right. Rim. Exactly. But I'm I'm saying is that NHL always does it. Where you know, are you a top ten pick? Okay, you're automatically good. I don't I don't care how bad your analytics are, your points are. I it that's why Ristolainen is still in this league. But I'm saying, yeah, no, it's it's honestly ridiculous. It's I don't even know. I, I heard before this past week that the Flyers were rumored to re-signing Ristolainen for a six million dollar contract. I'm happy <laughs> oh, with that, God. man. Flyers are getting screwed. That's good for us. I mean, although there were also rumors of Ristolainen being traded, so I don't know what the heck's going on, what's true and what's not true. But it's just funny of these things uh, floating around. Right, right. No, I, I yeah, it's not even close. It, listen, if Shosturkin was fifth overall in his draft. They'd be talking about him more, but the reason why they're not is because what he was like fourth round or something. Well, is it also because and 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 uh, also it's because it's Matthews is in Toronto. Yeah. Well, it's I'll tell you something Matthews else. You know, for years the Rangers have had Lundqvist and and they've had a goalie that's held their team for years. And I think a lot of like NHL fans slash NHL you know players they feel like excuse me Rangers you've had for years a good goalie and now suddenly you want him to get the heart. Like every year your guys your your, your goalie. No, it doesn't matter. That, I know, that, that, I know, hundred percent. I'm just saying that's what hockey fans sometimes look at and go, "Yeah, because um, long." Honestly, the NHL sucks at all yeah. that, but I don't think they'll go to get that bad. But the yeah, no. If Shesterkin was fifth overall, everyone would be uh, every NHL you know analytic person that's voting would be raving about him. Although there are some people in the NHL that said he deserves the heart, and more and more you you'll see more and more people who say no. Before you'll find in the next coming weeks that this keeps up. They'll they'll uh, they'll say yeah he should deserve it which he, he right. does it's hundred percent it's not even a it's not even close I I I'm gonna say it till yeah all right so let's go on to the Devils game which once again was the Igor Shosturkin show uh, the Rangers five v five listen the Rangers have always been bad this season against speedy fast offensive teams right. even if they're bottom now I know you've mentioned you know should this be an automatic win? You mentioned this to me before the pod. So with the Devils, they beat Carolina. They beat Pittsburgh. So, you know, you don't really walk away without a few, you know, bruises right. yourself against them. Mm-hmm. I, I expected them. Honestly, I expected the Shisterkin show because versus fast and speedy teams, the Rangers are not that great. And it, it was. And sure, you know, the Rangers had their clutch goals. But, yeah, no, that's basically it. Yeah, I, I mean, although the Rangers had their nice moments against the Devils, which is kind of a bit of a confidence booster, but yeah, it's just Sturkin show once again. And at and, least DZ didn't score against us. Right. But the thing, like, <laughs> honestly, I I'd rather play Washington than Pittsburgh in the first round, just because the Rangers are not great for fast and speedy teams. They're, they're not, 
That's why versus Carolina, every game they play against them this season, they're gonna they're gonna get creamed unless just Sturkin in there. And it's not no, just I don't know. Terrible five v five. It's I, I think that the I think that the Penguins as good as they are. I, I think, think the Rangers could beat old. them. I'm, don't get I me think, wrong, but I'm just I, saying I don't, I think they're, they're bad versus both fast teams. Yeah, yeah, they're bad versus fast teams, and that's how it's going to be because the Rangers aren't that big of aren't that fast of a team. Unless they I, play like against the Jets tonight, right? I mean, listen. Well, the Jets aren't exactly the fastest team in the world, but I'm saying is that no, but they play faster than them. That's the important part. It wasn't just faster; it's just they're more hungry to the puck. Hungry to the puck doesn't always just mean fast; it just means more driven. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying is that. It's I don't know. It's it's very weird to see. Like you get hopes that the Rangers, you know, can make a push, but you come back to reality when you face fast teams and good teams with the Rangers, which is why I'm just dying to see an NHL trade. Like this, like this morning, Nick Robertson was a scratch for the Wolfpack, and everyone was going nuts because Nick, uh, Nick Robertson was one of the top defensive prospects in the system. Well, not really because you know that's how deep our prospect pool is. But if he's on any other ones, he's one of their top defensive prospects. He was rumored to be traded. You know, he would be a perfect trading piece. And he was scratched for the first time the whole season. No one's like, oh, my gosh, this is it. It turns out it was an LBI. It was an injury or something that was announced two hours ago. But, yeah, no, something like with the keto scratch and everything, we always jumped to a trade because, listen, we've been waiting for since the offseason. Drury said he was going to add to the top six. He was going to add. Not only that, he subtracted. It's got to, you know, something's got to break. We got to make a trade, whatever it's going to be. Also, it was reported, I think, by Elliot Freeman that, you know, some some teams who are selling are getting a little antsy. Like, you know, they want to move this along. Let's start trades. But a lot of teams, because of salary cap and all that, have to wait a little bit more because the longer you go into the season, the more your salary cap grows. Um, I don't know how to explain exactly. If you look, Hekistan might have had the perfect example of it. But, yeah, that's basically how it works. So that's why teams don't want to wait to the last second. So that's why everything I feel like is dragging out to the last second with all these trades and all that. I don't know. I, I'm on a, I'd honestly be shocked if this week we don't have one trade. I'd honestly be shocked. I don't think it's going to be the Rangers, but I think some random team is going to have like a really big trade. Not a mad blockbuster, but I, I think like, you know, a real solid thing. Also, Dallas, you know, they're winning up Pavelski. Can they they want to resign him? There are reports that they want to resign him because he's doing great with uh, Robertson. And Robertson, I think that's his name. The one who got two hat tricks. Yeah, yeah. It's Robertson. So yeah, um, I mean, listen, yeah. Pavelski. I mean, on it's the really, third line it's really going to depend. Who? Pavelski on the third line. Listen, Pavelski was is a clutch player in the playoffs, man. I well, I move Heedle down. You want to move Heedle down? I would have Kako on the second line, and then I'd have on the third line a lot of what, like. I, honestly, I don't care as long as Pavelski is that center man. You're right. gonna have one. I have a feeling though they're resigning him. I have a feeling they're resigning him. I don't. I don't think they're. Right. Uh, I mean, listen. But, maybe but, the hurdle hurdle dreams may be more alive now. I, I right. think teams were. Are kind what do, of what do you think then. of Brzezinski on that line though? Uh, he's he's a he's an AHL player, man. He, uh, listen, as long as the fourth line in the regular season, as long as the fourth line is not negative, we're fine. But the fourth line come playoff time, you got to have to do a little more than that. You got to have to have a little producing process. So I, I think a line of like, you know, Morgan, Barron, Rooney, and you know, just get another quality fourth liner would be terrific. Why? Why was he not? I know that we ask this every night. But... Oh, speaking of Barron, yeah, the no, hell is that. the hell is he yeah. off the ice for Lieber Hayek? What the hell is that? <laughs> I know we joke all the time that. You know, Lieber Hayek has dirt on jury, and uh, we all have a good laugh about that. But what the hell, man? How I don't know what's Morgan going Barron? on. It makes no sense. Seriously. The, Molly Walker was reporting that Lieber Hayek was playing as a forward. Ended up he wasn't. But it, it was uh-huh. just like in the beginning, it was just so hilarious. 
it's it's a joke. It, Lieber Hayek is going to outlast every single player on this Rangers team. He's going to oh. be here till he's forty, man. I I don't know what is with him, but yeah. I mean, I I don't know if he buys everyone steak dinners every single night or something like that. I don't know. Well, props to his agent, though. I no, mean, I, I don't know. I, you know what? At the end of the day, we all know that we would rather Morgan Barrett over Lever Hayek. Of course day. we would. <laughs> and because of that, and because of that, I think we just come into every game with just a disappointment. And st- I, I think we just come going. with a face pump. To, uh, yeah, face pump saying, okay, yeah, well, just going like, Hayek. all right, here we go. Let's get our five and five. Lever but Hayek we, like is, in the regular season, uh, we could afford this fine. But come playoff time, it's. You can't, you can't do that. You, you no, just can't, and you can't and torture Snyder. Happen. You can't torture Snyder being on the same pairing as Hayek. You, you can't. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We're gonna. Yeah, oh my gosh, I can't. I can't do that. Seriously, it, it it's makes, gonna happen. And and you know what? I think Schneider has, has somewhat not played the best with him. Has sort of like covered over some Schneider's of. Schneider's been whatever. Great. Schneider's honestly he, been great. Yeah, he has not taken one penalty, even though he's a very physical defenseman. Which oh, I find oh yeah, amazing. And and he and he gets involved on the offense. Yeah, well, the Rangers defense this this game was very involved, which was really really nice to see. Their defense was very involved. Um, going to the so I, I know we haven't yeah the, the Devils game again they're they're not great for fast and speedy teams, but, you know they get their clutch goals they have good moments or so it's better than usual which is nice even though better than usual is still not great. Shesterkin obviously stills the show. And yeah, no, we're going to the St. Louis game. I don't know what that was for like two minutes. Like it's just Sturkin, That was the one time, maybe one of those goals. like the first goal was not his fault. The second goal was a bit. And then I just found that game. Sometimes he was a little off his angles, which is very weird. Even then, even when he's off his game with the three goals, he still somehow makes amazing after that. Oh my I, I don't know how you do it. I, I don't know how a person goes. It's up three goals in two minutes. And then after that, still amazing. Well, the Rangers I'll tell had you, a terrific you, third period. They had a right, terrific third I, I mean, period. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want people to hear this, but in, in a sense, I was watching the game, right? They were the first and, and third then, goals were you texted the me, goal, right? And then you texted me. Are you kidding me? Did they just give up three goals? Right, because in- I went I went to get some food or something. Oh I come back and they're through three to two. But you don't understand. I was I was watching this game. Okay. And then suddenly I did I'm watching the game. I'm watching the game. And then I looked at the score. I okay, a goal given up. Two goals given. Three goals given up. Like, what are you doing? Are you are you sleeping on a bench outside in a park? Maybe it was the third goal that just stuck in his fault. I don't know. One of them was his fault, but the other two were like, "Yeah, no, those were not his fault." Well, you it, cannot have so those. those type, you cannot have those type of mistakes in any game. The Rangers have these it. defensive collapse. I'm not not that bad, but even versus Winnipeg. They let these guys slip into the zone. Like, listen, everyone looks like Gretzky against them when they're like when it's a one on two. When the, the opposing forward is just one against his Rangers two defensemen, somehow always they just look like Gretzky and they deke around them. Just makes a save. You can't do that in the playoffs. You, you can't. You can't do that. And Fox and Lindgren have not looked the greatest, and that's not good. This game they done. They did solid, but I, I don't know what's with that. Drew. I know we theorized that maybe they have injuries or something like that. Right. I don't, people are saying, "Oh, Fox just human." I don't know, man. I, I think something's and, up. And then, and then the miracle happened in this game. With what? Nemeth scored. <laughs> Oh, St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. When when Nemeth scored that goal, man. First of all, at first, at first, I think I thought that was Fox. And then and then I'm like, no way. That's freaking Nemeth. <laughs> I, 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 I right away. I right away. 
I think I think Twitter blew up for like like a couple of minutes. Of course, like, Twitter blew up. Patrick freaking Nemeth scores a goal. <laughs> Let's give him the heart. Let's give him the heart. St. You know? Louis should be relegated to the AHL for that. You lost to a Nemeth goal. Oh <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? Let, let, let's just let's just lay it down for people. There was no chance if that was if that was. Listen, all I know of is Strom was there shooting it. He would have missed the open net. That's all I no, know. No, the only guy who wouldn't score is Strom, hundred percent. But if if that was anybody, if that was anybody, you're scoring that goal. I'm just proud of Nemeth that he actually like hit an open net. And not only that, I think Nemeth is better with open nets than Strom. Yeah, I know. So let's put let's from that one. I want Nemeth on the shootouts. No, oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> you, you, you just had like. 99.9% of people just leave this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. I just said the <laughs> for, for so, all listeners, I'm so, sorry. The, I will uh <laughs> regarding the St. Louis game, they had a good first. They had a solid first. Their second, you know, was kind of a, you know, they kind of had a bit of a seizure. And then third period they came it's, out. It's strong. actually a thing. I think the second periods now are the problem. <laughs> it's weird because usually what happened was is in the beginning. The first period was garbage, and the second, third period were good. Then right. what happened was is the first period was great, and the second and third period were garbage. Now it's the first period's great, the second period's meh, and third period's great. I mean, I'll, I'll take that, but I'm just saying is the whole point is you got to play a 60-minute game if you're going to win in the playoffs. Right. And obviously, listen, we shouldn't evaluate just based on this because we know they're going to get additions, hopefully, if Jury's not a total idiot. But – I, I, I don't know, like, the thing is, like, every time I have a negative against them, I'm like, you know, maybe it, it gets somewhat better when you get additions. Just based on this team now, the only team I believe they could beat is Washington and maybe Pittsburgh. The only reason why is that I couldn't imagine a team beating Shesterkin four out of seven games. I just can't imagine it. He's just that good. Right. I mean, I don't mind facing Toronto. I don't mind facing Boston. The only reason why I wouldn't mind facing Toronto is because they're doomed to lose the first round anyway. And they're not going (laughs) to face Toronto because they're in the other division. No, 100%. All these other other teams are not facing anyway. Right. I mean, but I'm saying if you look in the division, I mean, Carolina, I'd be freaked out. Carolina would be swept. Carolina Uh, would be swept. And and by the way, I'd be so pissed because that's what happened last year. You know what I mean? Well, Carolina, Um, I don't think we're facing Carolina because they're – Listen, they're clearly taking the number one spot. I believe right. it's, it seems like it's going to be Rangers or Pittsburgh. Because Washington just apparently fell off a cliff. That's what I'm worried about. With the Pittsburgh's fast team, you're going to need depth. And you're going to need to st- stabilize yeah, your third pairing. And any chance, any chance in the Rangers line. catching up to Carolina? No, no chance whatsoever. Zero chance. Right. I mean, they have a that- really, the Rangers have a really hard schedule in the end. They have a, oh, real, yeah. a lot of division games. Right. I don't think, I don't think people realize the fact that in their next, um, let me see, five, one second, six, seven, eight out of their next, I think it's eight out of their next 10 or 11 games are playoff teams. Um, or at least good I think teams. it's just also especially the final stretch of the regular season. They have so many division games. Well, especially you mentioned last time, uh, the last three games, last well, three out of the last four games of the season against Boston, Carolina, and Washington is, is going to be so big. You know what I mean? And, right. and, you're, and you're facing and you're facing. I mean, that happens to be for they face the Capitals in the in, in, in the first round. They're actually playing the Capitals. I think the last game of the season. Um, and that's going to be. Sort yeah, but that, of like, no, that game, that game is going to be nothing unless unless yeah. it's deciding like if it's going to decide home or away, then it's going to matter. But usually those games like 90 percent of your uh, star or good players are sitting while half the AHL teams playing. That's usually how it goes because I don't want anyone injured. Like, goes in that game, Georgiev is playing. It's not even a question. Was that guy, is Lieber Heilig playing in that game? 
<laughs> of course he's going to play in that game. He play, he'll play in every game. If we manage to get to the Stanley Cup final overtime, he'll be on the starting – he'll be on the starting uh, defensive yeah. there. But um, are you afraid – I actually had someone ask me this question. I mean, there's, there's not – it's not more – it's not a question of, 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 of like, are you literally afraid of these teams? But are you afraid of teams like Columbus – and teams that are just right now, they play hard. You have to, they, like, again, no, you say they're Columbus too fast. Trash. You're not afraid of any of these teams. No. Right. So I'm saying that you're not scared of the Columbuses and Boston. Well, listen, the Rangers have been, the one thing they have been great at this year is beating the bad teams. They have been right. really good at that. That's, the problem is everyone's, you know, theorizing, there's a bad, good teams are not that great at, which is why maybe they're pretenders and all that, yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. We've been over this a thousand times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying Carolina, they'd be swept. Pittsburgh, they can beat them pending additions. Uh, Washington, I believe they could beat. And that's just our division. That's really it. Right. Should, should, fans, should fans be worried uh, if the Rangers don't make a move at all by trade deadline? I think just people should be worried that Drury fall asleep trading, trade deadline day. I I. If he doesn't make a move, he, he, it's either he forgot he was the GM or he fell asleep. I mean, I mean, Drury, I think that would right bet, now has his I eyes would on put people. On my, yeah, I would put on the line basically all I own that Drury's going to make a move. Wow. He's, and, he's and 100%. Small, he's going to make a move. Right. He's going to make a move. I mean, people should. The question I think is what it is. I think well, the reason why here, the reason why I feel like Drury. Besides Drury, I, I don't know. I feel like people, a lot of people think he's an idiot, and it's kind of justified because of the Genevieve trade. But the, he, let, let's let's go from Drury's perspective right now, right? Ready? You have Hurdle where you're not sure he's going to be traded yet. You have Pavelski where you're not sure he's going to be traded yet. And those are your top two guys you could potentially get. And, and, what, about, and what about Lekkonen and Chikrin? Right. And... Why are you risking not knowing that those guys who would be your dream guys, you're not sure yet, and then trade right now, for, you know, the worst quality guys. Shouldn't you wait a little bit more and see what's up with that before making a move? I think that makes sense. Unless it's Arturi Lectinen, I think that makes sense. So, you know, we were discussing... I, I think it explains exactly why their outrageous haven't made a move yet. 100%. And I think we were discussing, I remember... If it's not um, two of them, the other, the other teams are waiting for the teams, you know, since there are a lot of teams that don't have a lot of salary cap, they're waiting for the last minute to make a trade. Right, and bad and teams think, aren't gonna. The bad teams are gonna wait because they want the best offer possible. They're not gonna go Rangers first offer and say, "Okay, you got them." Right, right. This is, gonna, and, this is gonna be to the. This is gonna be the finish line. I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rangers make a move like, with like ten minutes left in the trade deadline. Well, it happens to be that we were just we, we mentioned about I think it was like a month and a half ago that like before the half break, uh, the halftime break, um, before the All Star break, sorry, um, that. You know, the Rangers have to decide what are they doing? Are they going all in? Are they still trying to de- build up? And I think we really are establishing here. Look at that the Rangers. I are think based I'm mean, based on the price. Listen, I'm not trading Brendan Othman. I'm not trading Brett Berard. I'm not trading any of those top, top guys. Nils Lundqvist obviously has does not have a position here in a row. That's the only reason why that top prospect I'm willing to trade. But besides him, the other prospects, you know, I'd be willing to trade are Nick Robertson, Vitaly Kravtsov. Um, our first round pick this year, our second round pick, th- those type of guys. Well, how much are you? I mean, at this point, because they're playing well, your first 
round pick is not going to be that great. So therefore, I think it's doesn't very matter tradable. though because no, no, no. I'm saying Drew, I think it's apparently this tradable. draft is ridiculous. But one guy, one guy, I would really like for them to trade, and I think you'll agree is Georgiev. So we we theorize this a little bit because like right. If Shesterkin goes down with an injury, it doesn't matter if you have Georgiev there, a beer league hockey goalie there. The answer is going to be the same. The Rangers are screwed. So maybe you might as well get an asset for him. What happens? Well, Keith Kincaid, well, Keith Kincaid when he came up, was not bad. So True. I mean, either way, him. we're screwed anyway. So you might as well get an asset for him. I mean, you're not going to be able to keep him next year because he's going to cost too much. Well, there's a lot of teams, and, and like you're mentioning, a lot of teams desperate out there. Unless he takes a Desperate out there, though. I'm, right. I mean... Like Edmonton, Edmonton. Right. Would you be interested in Yamamoto? I I, I spoke of this, I think, with Luca. Uh, He's our Rangers writer. I don't believe the Edmonton Oilers will trade one of their offensive pieces when they're in the run. I think they're, I don't know. I mean, Yamamoto seems to be their option that they're offering. I don't know. Their whole whole management, Kevin Holland, they're just a bunch of clowns over there. So you never know what they're going to do. Well, if they don't don't make the playoffs this year, I guarantee you, people getting fired left and right. Of course, but the question is, Connor McDavid, does he have the balls to actually request a trade? I don't think so. I don't think everyone. No, I don't so. think he requests a trade. But I do think I do think he tells the. I think he tells them, "Yo, let's go." Well, yeah. Well, he also told them two years ago, "If you don't shape up in two years, I'm out of here," and he's not going to ask that. Yeah, but that's not question. a legit. That's not a legit threat. I don't know. Any other player would have requested a trade, at least by the Saucy, they would request a trade. I don't think Connor McDavid does that because I think he's yeah. I don't, I don't well, get back to the Rangers. I mean, it, it, the, the only reason why I'm th- I'm saying like, would you take Yamamoto? I'm not even asking would they. Would trade I him? take him? I, I just think that's just a weird trade. I think I I believe. Well, bottom line, listen, I don't know who's available, so I can't theorize what I want. If if it's not, I can't know who I want right, unless I know right. it's available. But I'd like Arturi Lehtinen for the third line, and I'd like a top six player who could also play as a third line center. And well, that, the question is, the that question basically, is, Drury has his eye on someone that we don't know. No one knows what Drury's thinking right now. No one knows. We've spoken <laughs> to a bunch of people on this pod who who have a, you know good relations with people in the Rangers. No one has any inkling, no idea what the range what Drury's thinking in his mind. I don't even think if Drury knows what he's thinking in his mind. I mean, God knows what. But yeah, no, I'd like Lactory Lathan, and then I'd like a guy who fits in the top six but could play as a third line center. Pavelski fits that to a T. But again, there are rumors that Dallas might resign him. So I think that's why. These all these potential resignings, they're trying to resign. Uh, every team's trying to resign their players. That's why this trade deadline's you know dragging out so much the the trades and all that because no one knows what's available yet. Once people figure out, okay, we can't trade sign this guy, then we're gonna start seeing the trades come around. But that's not gonna. I don't think that's gonna happen until next week. Right, and 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 people should should just realize that the Rangers are all in. I think they they know they are. I don't. They're all in to an extent. They're not all in where it comes to their top prospects, but to their expendable prospects, they're all in. Uh-huh. Meaning they're not going to trade a guy like Brendan Offman. They're not going to trade, you know, like we said before. But right. their their expendable prospects where they have no room for. That's where that's where they're going to trade. That's where they're going to go all in for. Yeah, I think I think that kind of sums it up. But yeah, no, again, the single game wasn't that terrible. Listen, that's a playoff team. Three goals in a minute and a half is inexcusable. Those defensive, you know, collapses that that can't happen. I know the Rangers don't happen to that extreme, but I don't know. You always see like a one on two, and somehow that opposing player goes in. I versus Pittsburgh, that's going to be a nightmare. I just remember when the Rangers played them 15 16. That it's a nightmare, man. 
the Pittsburgh fans, I hate them so much with the passion. Oh my gosh. All I right, hope so... we don't have the situations that we uh, had with Lundquist with every game seven. Well, Lundquist was clutching game sevens. I know, but I don't want to go there. Please. No one wants to go there. Oh my game gosh. Seven, I mean, listen, I know we, we all agree that um, what's a successful Rangers season? I, I did a vote on the our account. And shockingly, a lot of people said second round. I thought people were going to say the, the, the choices were second round or the other one was lose in the first round game six or seven. And the third one was uh, make the playoffs. Obviously, the expectations have changed because the original thing was make the playoffs, but they, they've things have sped up. So I, I thought the you know successful thing would be losing the six, game six or seven. A lot of people said second round because I believe someone even more the it's been pushed. Listen, the mandate was to make the playoffs, pushed a little more, maybe be you know do some damage in the playoffs, maybe like you know make make a series of the first round. Now I think people are believing you know if it's not the first round, you know maybe maybe it's not the greatest season. I don't well, I know. I think it also depends on who you're facing in the first round. It depends on who you're facing, and it depends on the additions. It also depends on how a lot of people play. Because listen, if we lose in game seven, but we we were playing. Pittsburgh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to theorize that because there's too many variables in that situation. But yeah, so you want to go to, we'll go to the Q&A now? Yeah, that sounds that sounds like fun. Okay, so let me get this up right now. Oh my God, so many posts from the last. Yeah, um, and, pe- and people should know, and and and, and everyone on Twitter um, could always, could always uh, ask us your questions. Right, we post um, roughly. Give us even your thoughts. I mean, right. in general, you have, a, you have a good thought on the Ranger. Uh, we'll, we'll comment on it. Just, uh, just let us know what your questions, your thoughts are. You could give it on the New York Painters, um, Twitter account or mine or Jacobs where we, we are, we are glad to answer your questions, uh, as best as we can. Um, except for Drury who doesn't know how to answer them all. He'll just lie to you. Um, oh, yeah. but, oh no, go on. You're saying go on. Go on. Sorry. Not Drury. <laughs> go on. So just lie obviously to you. our, uh, Twitter account handle, it's in the description of our pod. You, you can see it on the bottom. So basically, we, we I try to post the Q and A mailbag thing either Thursday or Friday, depending on you know what the Ranger games are. So I make sure the mailbag's up to date. Uh, we don't have a lot of questions as of now. Uh, make sure to post them out. Um, any contribution is appreciated. You could get a shout out on our pod. And first question is Lafreniere for MVP. What dream trade deadline for us? So again, realistic. I, I as I know it's hurdle back on the market, but I'm just gonna put them on the side for now because. We're not going to go all, you know, I think most realistic thing to happen. I think, I don't know. My dream would be Pavelski. That, that's really my dream trade right now. Do, with anyone else or just Pavelski? Pavelski and I want Lecton. And that's kind of really my dream scenario right now. Right. I mean, I, 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 I'm with you on the Pavelski thing. I just, I, I, I just feel like it's going to be a stretch. I feel like the stars really want to keep him right. um, as much as they can. So like, of course, my dream is him. Uh, but if my real legitimate dream, uh, realistically, me, I mean, realistically would be Lekkonen and Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel. Okay. So the next question was from Kevin G. Catrano. Um, well, it, it was, it was as a statement, but I'll word it as a question. Patrick Kane on the right wing for, for it to be with Breadman. There were rumors of, you know, uh, the new GM for Chicago. There was rumors that he that he no it wasn't a rumor. He's flat out said we're going to do a rebuild. So there are rumors left or right. Okay, what's going to happen with Kane and Taze? Maybe Chicago could retain fifty percent because they only have a year left after this year. Um, I think I don't know if Elliot. Someone some inside big insider reported that 
Um, that trade, it just seems like it'll ha- it's more of an off-season move than a deadline season move. And I think it's just basically the question is like Kane for 50% on the right wing with Breadman, you know, because they played together in Chicago. That would be one formidable line. I mean, especially as a second line. Yeah, that, that would be actually a great line. But I, don't I think, think that's happens. a terrific move. I just don't think it's going to happen. No, I, listen, I think that would be insane. That that would be – imagine a top line of Kreider, Zabanejad, Lafreniere, and then you got Panarin, Strom, and Kane. That's, that's legitimate. That's no, that's re- that's not just legitimate. Well, that's, that, that's I think that would only happen if if the they're offering such a good deal to the Blackhawks that they say, yeah, we'll take the fifty percent. It also Kane. has it also has to be that Kane wants to move because they're not going to do anything Kane doesn't want to do. I think Kane would go. Kane I, would I go to because of Panarin. Right, he would go because of Panarin. But the question yeah. is, does he want to move? If he wants to move in general, I think the Rangers are on the top of his list. The Rangers, I believe, are, are would be on the top of the list because it makes sense. He was so upset when they got traded Panarin. If Kane sees an opportunity to play with Panarin and to try to win a Stanley Cup with him, I, I think that would be his dream. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on for that one. Uh, next question is from Drew. Uh, yeah, from Drew. Do you think they'll ever release the Mean Tweets video? So some of you know, I believe it was in December time. They posted oh, that, that. Yeah, they posted like they reacted to Mean Tweets Um in the locker room and they want to shed the reactions. It's never going to be released just because MSG ruins everything. They're Pete. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's gonna, it's not going to be great. If it comes out, I think it'll be in the off season. It's not going to come out in general. The, yeah. the rain. The, uh, yeah. No, no, I don't. I don't Arizona I don't coyotes what... will win a Stanley cup before this, this one is released. <laughs> it's not gonna, it's not gonna be released because MSG, they don't work like that. They're not gonna, they're not gonna do that. It doesn't, it's not how it works. It's weird that they even posted it to begin with, which is really weird. But yeah, I, I it's never gonna re-release, man. Don't get your hopes too high. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Next question is from Max Caulfield. Uh, is Strom good? This is a pretty loaded question because we've been trying to decide this for every episode. Ab- every episode is Strom good. We I can't I can't pinpoint it, man. Sometimes I think, I wanna... I think we established last time he's not good. But he has a good connection with other players, and therefore no, no, no. he's good to an extent. In. But he wants he's it's just still like you're wanting more from him, and he's not going to be worth six point five million. He's not going to be worth that. I don't think he is going to be worth that. Right? Is I, I, good? I, I mean, not versus something he's not, he's not. He's not signable. I don't think he's signable, except for the right. Listen, if he if he came right now and said uh, I'm willing to resign for five five point five, I'm gonna, okay. Fine. Okay, I'll give him that. Yeah, you give him that. And that's way undervalued for him. But, you know, I, I don't believe he's going to be worth the 6.5. Right. Unless. No. Yeah. No. L- listen, if you if that theoretical trade of like, let's say Kane was on the second one, I don't care if you put freaking Greg McKay in that center of there. That 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 line's just going to be elite. Yeah. And I don't think people really want Strom either. I, it depends. It depends on his. Yeah, listen, Strom always, you know, you kind of want more from him. Like, again, like he doesn't shouldn't be on the first power play anymore. That's clearly should be Lafreniere's yeah that that's basically it I mean is that really all on Strom I mean that it's just too low to a cut like Strom's good to is Strom's amazing to an extent like points wise he's amazing but like I could see playoff time he doesn't get like a, he doesn't get a lot of points I, I just could see that there are some times where these chemistry connections don't work in the playoffs because the defense is on their game they're alert all the time Again, it's not a regular season game. There's going to be plenty of pre-scouting against each team. 
So you're going to watch these Panarin blind passes in the playoffs. A lot of them are going to get cut off unless, as we said before, Panarin changes style where he shoots more than, more than he passes. Because if he shoots more than he passes now, he, those passes are going to start opening up again. Right. I think Strom, that, that actually is a good point because um, Strom is a good passer. And when you Strom, see him- what Strom is really good about, the reason why I feel the Strom Panarin connection works is because Panarin's a great passer. The thing is with Strom is he's great at positioning. And the reason why it works is because Panarin knows that since Strom is great at positioning, he knows exactly where he's going to be without even seeing where he is. It's the chemistry. Right. No, no. So that's why that's that's chemistry, because he knows exactly where he is because he's such good at positioning. That's the chemistry. But with the reason why with Kako, literally, he's really he's just terrible at positioning. That's right. why I feel like, you know, if, if Panarin and Strom would have a problem, that would be the reason why. But listen, Panarin and Strom, if there was like, I know there are rumors that, you know, Panarin's not a fan of with Kako. Suck it up, man. Like, I love you, but your best, you and Strom's best hockey have come with Kako. And we're not putting freaking Greg McCaig on your line. That's not going to happen. So I think we're going to end it off here. That that's uh, yeah, that sounds good. And right. uh, just uh, I just want to remind people that if you think that uh, Kreider doesn't know who's feeding him the puck, uh, he did mention tonight that, and I and I quote from him that when you got a center like that, it's awesome to watch. It is awesome to play with. And uh, oh yeah, well just- Kreider, Kreider, Kreider's. That is amazing, man. Just yeah, and I and me. and I just want to end off that people need to give Zibanejad a full round of applause for everything he's done this year through right. his his the amount of uh, screaming he's been through from Rangers fans. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. Listen, in the, fr- in the beginning, in the beginning of the, the beginning of the season, was doing that great, uh, and he just resigned the uh, that contract. That's why people were really hard in. But no, he's definitely he's been terrific. And guys, we'll see you guys next time. We actually have a very special guest next week. We're not going to say it yet because uh, I don't like saying it until the last second. Libra Hyatt. <laughs> Libra <laughs> Hyatt. That's not true. Don't 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 call us. No, do not. No, we don't want do MSG not. Networks uh, giving me an email tomorrow saying exactly. that. What the hell are you quoting us for? All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Take care.